Chapter Thirteen of From Sunrise Land Letters from Japan by Amy Carmichael. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Thirteen Co Workers. Not mine the work, but thine, or rather wondrous grace, tis thine and mine. Thou knowest not indeed, nor want of us, nor need, that ne'er can be yet how thou dost delight and even condescend as friend with friend still freely to invite man to co-work with thee matsuya february eighth eighteen ninety four you may like to hear something of what we are doing now as soon as the deep snow had gone and we were able to get about mr buxton sent one of his helpers with me and we went to a village up the lake where we had once given rice in the flood time the chief of the village was most kind and told us so great was the distress just then that the mikado had sent two thousand yen two hundred and fifty pounds to the province of izumo which however when divided among the hundreds of needy villages would only allow a few shillings to each he sent an old man with us to guide us through the waste of rice and cotton fields to a little hamlet near the water's edge which had been all but swept away while this was being arranged indoors i had a swarm of children round me outside clamouring for looks and books i tried to tell them something even in the few minutes but they had never heard it all and with puzzled faces asked each other what god is she talking about a god who is living and loving is a bewilderment to those whose sole conception of such a being is connected with death and dread poor little things one could only teach them a simple text and chorus and colloquial and leave them so we should like to send someone to this village but there is no one to spare and all around us are hundreds darker still disentangling ourselves from our noisy bodyguard we followed our guide to the hamlet in ruins a few of its scenes may picture all an old couple homeless poor living in a shed made of rough boards plastered with mud they're all lost themselves too old and too weary to work waiting quietly there in the dreary cold for the drearier end which could not be far away it is on the old and the frail the flood has told most heavily the other day one of our workers visited a little court where she had gone with rice six weeks before missing face after face among the aged poor she asked were they ill oh no it was only that they got wet and cold and hungry and at last they deigned to cease to become and now we saw a woman very sick and very weary no mats no quilts only a few tattered rags all through this bitter winter there she lay on the hard bare boards comfortless how should we like our mothers to lie so she too is somebody's mother dear perhaps as ours the people did not like us to see her we cannot remove her body they said feeling with all the sensitiveness of their race how it must look to us but thanks to your help she need lie so no longer to-night quilts would be sent to her and we told her they would be presents from the true god who loved her who was he she had never heard never once we thought she believed a little for she asked how she could thank him and was so surprised and pleased to hear that she need not try to clap for much strength have i not because he was so close to her that he could hear the little whisper of her heart we left her repeating over and over again the strange new words loves me loves me 
another a family this time living in a hole we should not care to ask a dog to sleep in across the path lay their old home the soft thatch in mossy patches strewn about the little garden not a vestige of the upright about the place sadder still up among the bamboos on the hill a hut of wood and straw a lonely man within home gone means of making a livelihood gone wife and children gone hope a dream of the past only despair ahead he bore up bravely till the question about his family touched too sore a spot i cannot keep them any more he said my little ones i cannot have and he broke down and simply cried once more and again an old man and his wife they had removed their residence explained my helper rubbing his spectacles vigorously he is not an emotional youth but i think he found it as hard as i did to keep the tears back it was all so very desolate heaps of rubbish broken shrubs bits of their treasured matting carried off by the swift rise of the water drifted back to them now soaked and useless fragments of furniture and pottery scraps of prayer papers too and drowned and deserted idols there they were the two old souls who had held their own against wind and tide for many a year stranded at last a helpless wreck upon rocky shores uncomplaining too bearing their woes with that dumb patience we only see among our christian poor at home how was it the flood came we asked them listen to the answer think till you feel feel till deep into your soul the iron has entered often often we gave our gods rice and cakes often often we prayed but somehow we offended them they were angry and sent the flood but we do not know what we did wrong only that they were angry like little children in the dark with poor weak arms upraised to ward off cruel blows coming they know not whence or why so it seemed to me to all those whom we saw that day the good tidings were new or almost so one man had been given some tracts by mr buxton as he passed along the road more than the little they told he did not know in some of the houses specially large offerings lay before the gods on the shelf or in the shrine in mute appeal for pity and help but in others there was no sign of any worship they are no use said one old man they did not hear i pray to nothing now which is the deeper fault to pray to the buddha or to nothing at all almost as many here do the one as the other some because they have found out like this old man that they are no use some because they have heard enough of the true to loosen their faith in the false and of japan as of india it is seriously true if western thought and science merely act as dissolving acids and destroy all faith in religion a terrible chaos may be predicted which may our god avert and now a little bit for the children one day we were away in a village some distance from matsuya we had walked about a good deal and were rather tired nobody seemed to want to hear our message everybody had an excuse and we were beginning to feel disheartened was it any use at all just then some little children saw us and cried out look look jesus is coming jesus is coming we knew it was only in mockery but all our tiredness flew away at once to think that when we came they should say he was coming for it was true along the narrow path among the rice fields i seemed to see him walk before us before we came to the slippery bamboo bridges he had crossed them sometimes we turned a corner he had turned it first so he met what was on the other side before we did 
and so it was all along the way only really and truly and not make-believe at all for he says that when he putteth forth his own sheep he goeth before them and this was what i said to him then won't you say it too lord jesus please help me to follow so closely to thee that wherever i go even the little children may feel jesus is coming jesus is coming one more little story just for you it happened as we were going to our village to tell the people about the great salvation they need so much and know of so little and it goes of itself into jingle for you the tale of the bat only a poor little frightened bat and that was all swung at the end of a piece of string tossed like a ball and the thoughtless children laughed to see it quiver and struggle helplessly and danced and shouted in cruel glee as they twisted the twine again it was only a bat what matter that it suffer a little pain a sudden stop comes a kuruma a foreign barbarian in it and in mingled english and japanese oh give me that thing this minute a look of surprise quite comical and obedience stranger still for power to enforce she has not got except an invisible will they bring her a queer old rusty knife and a pair of curious shears and watch while she cuts the cruel cord and soothes the creature's fears but they hear not the cry uprising now thy dumb things are suffering so when wilt thou take thy great power and reign and peace like a river flow wakening up mid the shadows of night dimly feeling after the light how can we best unfold it all what shall we say to make it plain holy spirit our power is vain helpless to help on thee we call shine o oh shine in these hearts to-night witness of jesus a dark world's light of the power of sin and its danger the deliverer mighty to save and able to keep we spoke to them through the picture the bat story gave they looked at the winged mousy nestling in the soft warm fur of my muff and whispered yes we understand it and we knew we had said enough so we sang to them and they listened tis the hymn of the bat they said for it echoed the self-same message and then from his word we read the wonderful old invitation ye weary ones come unto me and we told them how jesus loved them yea loved everlastingly and among the women who listened was one who was tired of sin but she had not come to jesus for her faith was very dim and the simple story touched her and her doubts all floated away and she prayed o oh god please save me as the bat was saved to-day very soon in the angel's presence there was joy and the music of song and the saviour shepherd led it rejoice with me friends for long i have sought and now i have found it my own my sheep that was lost yea let us rejoice remembering its worth to him by its cost others had sown the good seed before to us was the harvest given sowers and reapers rejoice together rejoice with the angels of heaven dearly he loves his wandering ones oh can we be glad enough that one was a little bit help to him through the baby tale of the bat february ninth evening home from the preaching meeting at the close there was a little disturbance and on our way back a great yellow cur was set at us but by dint of turning round and opening our umbrellas at his nose we got off whole native dogs even from a japanese and therefore charitable point of view are not a desirable race here are a couple of comical cuts by way of corroboration 
we saw a sad thing as we passed the bridge an old woman praying towards the four points of the compass bowing and clapping towards each and ending with a prolonged prayer facing the spot where the boat sank some time ago it recalled to me a piteous scene i witnessed then a platform was thrown out idols set upon it gongs were beaten offerings made the priests and their acolytes swung the incense and prayed and chanted for hours the relatives of those who were drowned sat quietly watching and weeping then the pageant was over the spirits prayed into paradise and they all came away i longed over one a pale young widow with two little children clinging to her dress and now as we saw this poor old woman praying there in the dark we wondered if she too had lost some dear one and tried to speak to her but she would not listen and very sorrowfully we had to leave her oh this strong bitter heathendom as one thinks of it all one feels bowed and crushed but with the grief comes comfort the battle is not ours but god's in dr pearson's divine enterprise of missions he mosaics three wonderful passages bearing upon service for we are laborers together with god we then as workers together with him first corinthians three nine and six one and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of christ colossians one twenty four when the comforter is come even the spirit of truth he shall bear witness of me and ye also shall bear witness john fifteen twenty six and twenty seven co-laborers with god co-sufferers with christ co-witnesses with the holy spirit surely in such a marvellous partnership success is assured unless marred by failure on our part our responsibility can only be to keep in touch the burden which would crush us passes then to him and yet there is such a thing as the burden of souls what one of old knew when he cried oh that mine head were waters and mine eyes a fountain of tears that i might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people and again if ye will not hear it my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride and mine eyes shall weep sore and run down with tears because the lord's flock is carried away captive paul knew this heartache too for many walk of whom i have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of christ o god give us love which can care like that february tenth morning the roads are in a bad state still and the hours of toss and tumble we spend in itinerating tempt one to launch out in description suffice it to say they leave one willing to wish oneself a jellyfish or an india rubber ball or anything under the sun or sea except just what one is a being possessed of a nervous system ganglionic and cerebrospinal quite complete the mending of these roads has been curious in one case where nothing was left but a hole half a mile long they laid masses of camellia and laurel down heaped sand over and trod it the first time we passed after it was finished the poor branches with their buds and leaves still fresh and green were sticking up through the sand again we passed and now only a feeble few fluttered up at us i did not like to trample over them it seemed so hard for them to have to die when they didn't want to poor beautiful broken things others were mended in a more prosaic manner heaps of rubbish collected and tied in bundles formed a sort of lumpy foundation mud and stones did the rest 
roads skirting the hills and sometimes cut deep into them are paved and walled with stones of rolling to quote ezra it reminded me of bible times to watch the tireless patience and skill exercised in moving those large blocks and in carefully rolling them up the steep hillside burn burn o love within my heart burn ceaseless night and day till all the love of self and sin is wholly burnt away that is our prayer as once more we look forward to a few days with our village people it is such a solemn thing to work with god our holy god who shall not fear o lord and glorify thy name for thou only art holy the more one realizes that unspeakable holiness the more utterly one abhors and retracts oneself praise him for a patience which can sit as a refiner and purifier of silver that we may offer an offering in righteousness then shall the offering be pleasant unto the lord february seventeenth night back again and once more with hearts full of praise for blessing which lays one very low and yet lifts one into the heavenlies the evening we went we had our usual meeting for the christians one who had not decided came in and listened when it was over he said he would like to believe to-morrow delay no time delays have dangerous ends to-night it should be we felt and praise god after a long time of talk and prayer to-night it was the christians knew him well as so often before we were only helping across the line one whom they had led up to it you remember the question someone asked the stone-breaker when at length his stroke took effect which blow broke the stone faith it was the first one and the last one and every one between i often remember that here next morning we all met again for prayer the word he had given me was second samuel five eighteen through twenty five for each new battle there must be new inquiry new guidance if there is to be new victory as we have done so we shall do is not a rule in god's army we cannot march until we get the captain's marching orders and we need not try to fight if we do it will end in failure until we hear the distinct sound of the lord for only then do we know with certainty that he is going out before us this came with practical force to us all for perhaps the feeling had been afloat that it would be this time just as it had been before but no soul number had been laid upon me it was to be quite different it was different that evening's meeting closed in a scene i shall never forget about halfway through it simply broke itself up the christians drew up in a corner and prayed the few anxious ones who were there in another and listened it was awfully solemn solemn beyond all words at last upon one and another light broke one by one they prayed aloud oh that first prayer did ever mother listen more intently for her child's first cry than we that night for the birth cry of those souls then followed a praise meeting the joy of the christians was beautiful as nearly akin to his as i think as anything human could be and there was the matsya gladness to look forward to deepest and highest of all there was his to know and rejoice in oh it was almost too much joy unspeakable and full of glory will you not pray for these newborn babes ask that they may grow strong in the lord and in the power of his might ask that they may be no lukewarm half-hearted believers but real red-hot blazing firebrands fired with the fire of the holy ghost end of chapter thirteen 
Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.